Hey, 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 Bachelor Masters coming at you. So we have some feedback from Jay in L.A. about our best movies of all time discussion of last week. But first, I would like to talk about Brandon's brother's clear, oversized Steve Urkel glasses. Oh, see, I have this written down under fashion. <laughs> yeah, yeah where I'm belongs. skipping ahead. Uh, I'll just, just preempt so what you're going to say, Craig, and say I absolutely love them. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get and me I'm, wrong. I think they're cool. Yeah, these are just, in right now, Craig. What is the deal? They looked horrible on camera. They, they looked horrible on him. They looked horrible on him. Okay, you said I don't me. agree with either of those. I thought they looked good on him because when I saw him, my first thought was, oh, that's a cute guy. Because as previously mentioned, anytime I see glasses, I'm just like attractive. Uh, <laughs> and then I tried to look past the glasses and I'm like, oh, he's actually like just regular looking. But the glasses fooled me into thinking he was incredibly handsome. So I think they're working. <laughs> well, the brother is handsome. There's no disputing that. I don't think by me. I have no idea what he looks like because all I saw was glasses. Yeah, exactly. The glasses so are hard very to see distracting. Him. Yeah. And he he's going to the like Navy. Brandon. They don't allow those kind of glasses in the Navy. I'm sure they're, I'm sure, <laughs> see, this is, Caitlin, I have such a problem with glasses for looks because they do sell them now for looks, not for little kids for looks because that used to be a thing too. Now it's for older people. And I would, I hope and pray they're not for looks because that really pisses me off to no end. <laughs> I can't even huh. tell you because people like you who like glasses on people fall for it, right? <laughs> and then you're tricked. Yeah, it absolutely works on me. And it is it doesn't matter if the person needs them or not. As a person who does not need glasses and might never need them, I get I have like perfect vision, not to brag, obviously, but like I don't need those. Uh I wish I kind of did, because I think that they add character to everyone's faces. No, no. And I see, like the is, way they look, but I only... a um, problem. <laughs> I have blue light glasses that I wear at night when I'm working now, and I'm like, I look cool. <laughs> <laughs> see, but those of us, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as growing up with a weird name. Those people that change their name in college because they want to be weird now are the ones who made fun of all the kids in kindergarten with the ethnic names it's the same thing with glasses you know you get made fun of all your life until they're cool and then those people can just put glasses on their face and you're like that you didn't earn those glasses <laughs> dude so I, I have the same kind of feelings about all these things mm. what do you call what do you call it's just like it's like you didn't suffer through it therefore mm. you didn't earn it stolen valor <laughs> yes it is the stolen valor of, of academics and, and otherwise right yeah I know what you mean because I specifically don't wear fake glasses regularly even though I like the way they look because I know that people think you're like a big fake weirdo if they know that they're fake <laughs> so I like I bought these blue light glasses and I wear them for <laughs> you know not interrupting my sleeping pattern purposes yeah, I've only I worn them on like Sometimes I'll be on a Zoom call if it's in the evening. But other than that, I'm like, I can't do it because people will know that I'm a fake. And then they'll think I'm uncool as opposed to how cool I look right now with them on. <laughs> it's okay. At least you're evaluating. Most people just go, oh, no, it looks good. And you're like, <laughs> like this guy. Who knows? Hopefully well, you know what I used to do them. in college? And this I found was very funny is... If you and I went to a fairly small school where like everyone kind of knew each other is that if I just put on a hat and glasses, I could go around it like incognito and not be recognized by people. So sometimes I would do it as sort of a like, oh, I'm not going to wash my hair or whatever. I kind of look bad. I'm just going to put on glasses and a hat and no one's going to even clock that it's me. I mean, you can wear sunglasses, right? Oh, I wear those all the time because, yeah. again, I love them. But I also feel very sensitive to light. Like, I just don't, I don't like to be unsunglassed if there's sun in the sky. Do and sunglasses trigger your attraction mechanism as much as, like, non, like, reading glasses? Yeah, do transition no. lenses? <laughs> Where's the line? Bifocals. Because I feel like sunglasses are specifically for, like, you're outside, it's sunny. 
You know what I mean? Like, that I guess if somebody was wearing cool you. sunglasses, I'd notice and be like, those are cool. But I don't know if it necessarily make me be like, oh, my God, they're so much hotter right now. Like, for instance, so do either of you watch uh, Great British Bake Off? I mean, I've, I've seen, seen some episodes, but no. So there's a current season. Well, it just ended. Like Still last. on? It's still on the air? Oh, oh, my God. It's still on. I love it. It's like it. the it's... highest rated show in yeah, it's been on for like 20, 30, no, how many it's years? only been on for like 10. Um, I think 20, but okay, maybe go ahead. it's closer to it. Some seasons have never been released for the US audience, also. Oh. We only get nine seasons here, but there are at least three more, I think, that just for some reason they won't. I don't know what's going on, they won't release them, but everyone would want them. So it's my comfort TV, I absolutely love to watch it. It's like eating mac and cheese and wearing a warm sweater or something you know there's a guy on this past season that just ended where like a couple of episodes in he started wearing his glasses and immediately everyone was like he was cute before but now everyone's lusting over him he's so hot everyone loves him and i was like it's the glasses really turned things around from being like he seems cute to people like the internet is obsessed with this man now Okay. I so don't doubt cons- that it's true. I just saying that it's not fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> consensus on with glasses already that you're automatically already hotter to people. It depends. What if you're wearing transition lenses again? That's gross. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I- Brandon's brother's glasses <laughs> sounds like Caitlin's a yay. I'm a. I'm a, I think they're cool, but nay. And, and I, easier as a, I bet he's faking, so nay. Uh, yeah, I could kind of care less. Okay. All right. Care Fair enough. Less. He's wearing a, he was wearing a, a silver chain that went down to his belly button, which I thought was kind of. Whoa. Yeah. See that part. Ooh, I also noticed that. Wait, wait. He had a Michelle, real look. Was Michelle wearing her bracelet that signified to the mom that it was. <laughs> Oh, she was. She was wearing bracelets. I saw that. I'm but pretty sure the bracelet was on there, but uh, nobody mentioned it. Right. So I feel like that's a real. If they brought it up and they just cut it out in editing, I feel like that's a real mistake because you could have right. just put literally two seconds of them being like, "Oh, he gave you the bracelet," and then it would right. be like the payoff for that. Right, scene. Yeah, right, right. because right now I feel like they could cut it out of the the previous episode, and then we'd all be crazy. Well, not yeah. because I didn't hear it, but you guys. It seems silly to not have it mentioned when it was, like, a plot point in last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking, well, I guess everybody, every, uh, you know, everyone sees, all I saw was all white moms. All white moms. I, it's a trope for a reason. And I kept seeing the same you know, attitude, the same attitudes and everyone kind of had that. It's like, I don't see the same. Everyone's like, it's so historic and everything. And I, my first thought was. You like, just see white, white, moms. white moms. Yeah. Well, what's the, the I, like, this is a trope, right? And starting with Brandon's family. Yeah, but um, if you're, if you're black, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Presenting. You're black presenting. You're black. So if 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 Brandon yeah, but what I'm talking Joe, about is is cultural Nate. and how they're raised. Okay, let's all right. Keep going. Well, I was just this has nothing to do with that. I'm we're gonna go person by person, but I'm just saying as an overarching thing on the diversity level, and I think we're gonna get to that when we talk about because so okay, well, like let me jump back a little bit. I actually saw the preview for Clayton's season, which I wouldn't have even known had happened if I hadn't been waiting for the George Michael special that they announced Uh. (laughs) mid-episode. I was like, there's going to be a George Michael episode? And I freaked the fuck out. I was waiting, just counting the minutes for this episode of The Bachelorette to be over. Because I love, love with all my heart, George Michael, and I have since I was little. And I'm... Just one of those Euro trash things that carries over. I love him. I love him so much. So, 
Uh, so that's why I saw Clayton's. I mean, I love anyway. David Lee Roth, so I get it. Ugh, gross. Um, no, you know, I mean, yeah, you get love, I think, but you don't get George Michael. Um, so I even went to the bathroom where he got caught. Uh, I mean, I might have ended up going anyway, but I had to take a picture there like, hey. You took <laughs> a picture in the bathroom? Yeah, in the men's room. <laughs> I was like, yes, I love George Michael so much. Um, so I took a picture of where stuff. River Phoenix died in front of the Viper room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Right, that's walkable. You did not enter the opposite sexes. Right. Well, I could have because he, well, it would have been my sex, but he did the, <laughs> he did the heroin, cocaine, the yeah, speedball in the bathroom. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, what was I going to say? Okay. Uh, divorced from all that. Um, I thought it was interesting. Brandon's family had two different kind of, categories for him so starting off with brandon's brother and going into his mom on the surface he could be you know that cheesy pickup line yeah. smooth talker type of guy you know because he is genuine he's not a player he's not an actor that's not who he is he doesn't do that I'm now confused. i mean his brother said he's so smooth he's a smooth talker and his mom I thought said we were talking about he's not a player moms. Well, I, I'm I'm telling you that I am letting that go for a little bit until we get to the preview part. I'm going to go family by family separate. Until we get that. to the preview part? Until the we, Clayton season. Okay. For me, I only have like a tie-in to all <sighs> this. Okay. Well, I don't have to talk about it at all. Like, what do you want me to do? I don't want to talk about it yet. I don't think it makes sense. We were supposed yeah. to talk about JNLA giving us feedback on our top movies of all you time said discussion. you wanted to put that on hold and i listened to that just like <laughs> i said i wanted to put the white mom thing on hold and i listened to myself <sighs> say that i mean it is an interesting tidbit that all four moms are white and michelle's mom is white yes. and matt james's mom is white yes yes there's something yeah there's make note of there there's certainly something there <laughs> i mean that's his that that just shows that's as far as the bachelor can go because there is still, I mean, Michelle said it herself when she was talking to Brandon weeks ago. Brandon said something like, yeah, I, I had the same, um, you know, what did he say? He said, I had the same experience in school where people wanted to peg me either as black or as white. And she's, and they both kind of said at the same time, why can't it be both? Right. And, and sure, okay, but <clears throat> when, right? When are you one and when are you the other? And if that's the way you're going to talk about it and that's the way you're going to treat it, talk about that. Uh -huh. I'm interested in that conversation. I think, and I think um, um, The Bachelor isn't. Right. So I'm leaving it as a theme, but I'm not, I don't feel ready to address it. Like, because it's, I need to go by family by family, but it's, it, it kind of skims on it. I just think it's interesting that that's where the bachelor has to be. Right. Okay. All right. So now we're into talking about Brandon and you played a clip. And what was right. that clip supposed so to tell us? The brand, the branding clip was kind of funny to me because his brother was like, this guy is so smooth. You know, he just is like, you know, he's a smooth talker. He's a player. And his mom comes in and says the exact opposite. He's uh... a player. He's, and I, and I, I don't, this has, this is this is emblematic of how moms, every mom, rarely sees their son <laughs> for who they are. I don't know. That's funny. Who he is, like who Brandon is, really. Like, is he a smooth? Like, at first, you know, like Caitlin said, like, oh, you know, he doesn't have game. And then you see him, and he kind of sometimes does. You know, like I don't know if he is, if he does or doesn't. I really don't. I think he's average. I don't know. He doesn't <laughs> average seem like game. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's extraordinarily, you know, good. And he's not super built. So I don't see him as, like, picking up too many women. Yeah, yeah and he has, um, he has kind of a baby face also. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh, that could work. That It can work, but it throws sort of a wrench into things in terms of what style he's going to work. Yeah, with don't picking wear up. Steve Urkel glasses. No, I feel like that it's going to make people think you're even younger than you are, which when in the first part of their date when they went skateboarding and he put on the helmet 
and they show him asking if he looks 14 and it was like brandon you always kind of look like you could be 14 honestly i like he's cute it's just he has a very young face and they also did him very dirty on that skateboarding date by just repeatedly showing footage of him like failing to be able to pull off any trick i know (laughs) what if he never what if he didn't pull off any tricks like what if he didn't do it right he might not have ever landed one but they like showed you so many failed attempts to be like yeah he's not good he's like me and my buddies did this this is all we did when we were kids yes it was very yeah, funny he... to me that they were just like, oh, no, again, he tries again. He fails again. He tries like over and over again. I mean, I was like, it it would like be twice. so bad is that Michelle, when she played basketball, she like sinking threes like it's no big deal, you know, in high yeah. heels. <laughs> and he can't even like go up and down yes. the ramp. It was a little poor guy. I don't necessarily see Brandon's brother and his mother's thoughts as being opposed to one another. I think the story that Michelle told them at the beginning, right, was that when he came in on the bed and his line was all about, you know, let's experience what it would be like waking up to me for the rest of your life or something like that. And she thought, you know, he must be like some smooth player guy because of that. And then she had conversations with him and realized he isn't really a player type, you know. I think they were both saying a similar thing is that he has these lines and he has kind of this vibe where he'll pull out these lines that absolutely sound like things that like a player would say. But then when you have other conversations with him, he doesn't come across that way. So his mom is like, you know, he's not a player at all. And his brother is like, he puts that on. Maybe he he's a hell of a player. He, yeah. here's, a, here's a thing though, is that it, it specifically the dynamic of two brothers, Craig, you have a brother, <clears throat> a mom, does not understand especially like an older mom that would right. say born before 1980 does not even a dang even moms my age do not understand the dynamic that goes on between two brothers at all hmm. uh rarely does understand well if and, you're going out and getting laid partying all the time your brother's gonna know but your mom's not gonna know yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot that goes on there because there's a lot of like subculture that goes on there around that, right? Well, how'd you, there's a, it, you can hear two brothers talking in front of the mom and she won't understand what's happening or she will willfully <laughs> like cut off, you know, the, any kind of hearing she has because she can't, she's not listening. She doesn't want to listen. And I feel like it, uh, it's, it's a bad thing. It's a bad thing that moms do this. This is emblematic to me. This is not necessarily Brandon. Like, I don't think Brandon is some, you know, he's not scary guy, but there are scary guys out there (laughs) that Mm. do this, that the moms are totally Mm. unaware. So to me, it's like an opening of a conversation about how like moms need to understand and hear what their sons are doing. I know that I have a friend who has four boys, four boys, and everything she tells me, it, they're, they're still young, but everything she's preparing for are all real things. She is not like hiding her head in the sand. She's not willing to like not know what the newest whatever is or what that word means because she is, I don't, I want to say almost frightened for them. You know, she doesn't want them to do bad things or scary things or Whatever. So I applaud that a lot. And I wish more women moms were like that with their boys. Um, That's my that that was my takeaway in in terms of like a bigger picture, not necessarily related Mm -hmm. to Brandon or his mom, although she did seem kind of like unaware. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it brings up a good point because I'm thinking about men I've dated and having met their moms and been like, these moms never seem to be aware if their sons are assholes, you know, (laughs) like, like, I don't know if they just are completely blind to it or like what's happening, but you know, like my most horrible ex who was mom I lived with for a period of time. She does not think he's a bad person, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And So it's just interesting to me, but I absolutely see it with like my nephew and my sister is, you know, he's an only child. She's a boy mom. 
and she thinks he can never do anything wrong. Obviously, he's still a kid, so he hasn't really done anything wrong at this point. But I feel like that attitude of being like, well, he's my perfect angel son. Of course, he's never done anything wrong in his life is very common for moms of boys. And and you know what? Like, as much as people say, like, girls are manipulative or, like, you know, daughters are, boys are very manipulative, too. So I don't, I have, like, that, um, I'm always scared. Uh, Like, I, I know a lot of baby boys, right? The baby, the youngest. And my goodness, the things they get away with and the things they see on there and the things they they have hidden and things like that. Right, Craig? Right, Craig? <laughs> uh, sure. No, no. Speak from experience. Now's your chance. I was the younger brother. I got away with a lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, we can move on. And, and so on the flip side of that, there's Rodney's mom that cracked me up. Oh God! Was she the one wearing the blue top? We're close to being best friends, not just mother and son. Really, very close. Oh my God! What she was wearing (laughs) was so horrible. I tweeted about it. She was wearing a blue blouse, blousey top, right? Like a navy blue, and it had a little opening right where she had a little necklace. Yeah, it's called a keyhole neckline, Craig. And And I thought it was fun. It's like a mom top. It looked fine. If that's not bad enough, she was wearing jeans. Uh, (laughs) What's wrong with jeans, Craig? Blue on blue? No, No, jeans do not go with blue. Jeans are not blue. Jeans are jeans. But you don't wear blue top with jeans. Well, do you not wear blue with black? (laughs) Can't you wear a black top with jeans? She could wear a black top with jeans. Well, that's what I'm saying is that don't you normally not wear blue with black? Because uh, jeans are not, quote, blue. They are jeans. So it's well, different. Well, they were, quote, blue in this case because it looked awful. And she looked awful. <laughs> and she, she had a new outfit. I don't hey, think she looked awful. Like, I'm going to wear this keyhole neckline so that my my cool little necklace shows. Woo-hoo. And you know what else I is that? a mom that, thing to do. <laughs> Yeah, and she was kind of, you know, she was older, and so when you let yourself, that looked good on camera. You do not want to see her wearing something that does camera. not the, look good the, on the camera. The little necklace thing was off to the side. It didn't even make it through. <laughs> Craig, you're being so weirdly picky about. So picky, I yeah. did not even, like, clap. I was just like, oh, yeah, she looks just like a mom. Like, there's nothing specifically bad or good about her. But, yeah, I was just like, that's like a thing a mom would wear. Fine, you know? Well, when do you become a mom and start wearing that? Because I'm going to stay away from that age. When you have when you children st- who are like 28. Oh, <laughs> no, okay. when you when you start like not caring about what you physically look like, so that you have to wear like tops <laughs> that just hide you all the way down, like Oof. clothes that hides you all the way down. Well, that's 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 what's happening here, right? She's wearing covered, completely covered, and I no. think that's a great look. She's not completely covered. She has a keyhole in her necklace. Exactly. Okay. It's, the it's keyhole like a... is to show off the necklace. Ooh. It, <sighs> I thought it's a good look for someone who is overweight. Like, it's a good look. Right. Yeah, she's just like a normal looking mom wearing a very regular outfit. I feel like we don't normally see so you... super okay. fashionable moms I'm being... on this show. You think I'm being overly picky now we're going to tear into her about her saying that her son is her best friend right i think that was not going i (laughs) i think it is see and this is kind of the same situation though i don't i think rodney's actually probably a good guy who's actually what brandon's mom said about brandon although like i said i don't know if that's true about brandon but i think that what she said about brandon is true about rodney saying He's genuine. He's not there for the cameras. He's like a sweet guy. I kind of believe that. You know, he's lovable. He doesn't, unfortunately, doesn't have like the hot factor that you can see women going like, whoof. But I don't think Clayton does either. So it's a watch there if you're going to. Exactly. I think Rodney's going to kill it now, man. He's. Oh, yeah. He's going to like get all the ladies now. And if he goes on Paradise, he's going to get. He's get well, he had an awesome exit saying like uh, the most yeah. existential <laughs> I'm sad. This wasn't I'm supposed to be, love, I guess. But it's fine. I'm still in love. And yeah. I, hope, I wish for her the best. Like, that's, that's perfect. What else do you want? And, it, and you know, the best part about it is not that it's a perfect thing to say, but it, that it sounded 
real. It probably is real. Mm-hmm. So that's it. This He's is one. I love about Rodney. Like everyone else, I'm totally won over by him. Like if you look at Twitter, pretty much everyone loves Rodney, right? And I think it's because he does have this vibe that comes across as being like he is an actual nice person who's not, you know, like scheming or hiding major things or something. He just seems like a nice person. And that's really good. You know, it's like refreshing in a certain way. I think it almost helps the fact that he's not like insanely hot physically. It almost makes him more endearing and attractive in a certain way because some of the other guys you're like, eh, he's probably kind of a fuck boy, you know? And I'm like, Oh, you don't think Rodney is at all. you know? <laughs> and like you're saying, easier. I don't like the knock on Rodney for why he wouldn't be chosen as bachelor is that he's not stereotypically handsome in the face, but Clayton isn't either. Clayton is like a very boring looking guy. When you come down to it, he's just tall. He's got vampire teeth too. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't feel like that's even, I don't think you need to have the most beautiful face to be considered, you know, like really handsome date worthy material. And I think you're also right, Craig, that, he's going to be like beating women off with a stick after this <laughs> show because beating yeah. women. That's all I <laughs> you know, like he's going to come out of this. He came out looking amazing. Get he away. never did anything horrible. Like he just came across as a super sweet, nice guy who's like kind of cheesy and very lovable. So like he's going to be getting so many people who want to date him. Yeah. yeah. He seems like kind of a, I don't know. I mean, like, I guess football guy. G- this show is made for football guys. So women who watch the show. Football well, I'm Europe? saying. Is that, that, is that the right season? No, no. That's a different person. I don't oh. know. <laughs> no, Rodney. But he looks like a football guy is my point. Okay. And I think this show is made for football guys and pageant queens. So it makes sense that Wait, way. Wait, so who am I thinking of that? Uh, Andrew from last from Katie season. <laughs> yes, Andrew Spencer. Um, plays in like Austria or something. Okay. Yeah. Rod- wow, I got that confused. See, here's my problem with. Yeah, Rodney's from <laughs> Rancho Cucamonga. That's right. Yes. Okay. Um, the the mom is that either she knows things that no mom wants to know about their boy, and that's my point about <laughs> boys and moms. Or she doesn't know anything and thinks he's a perfect angel. And he very well could be, but you should never think that about your own kids. Yeah. Um, I think what's happening here, because immediately when she said, you know, they're more than just mother and son, it's almost like they're best friends. I again had a flashback to my sister and her son, because my nephew will say that his mom, my sister, is his best friend. Granted, he's 12. So... Is that something the the sister your sister put in like for, like oh she time? loves that also, mm. and I it comes from very much of a like overprotective mom only child situation, but I've like I've definitely told this to her before where I'm like at a certain point you can't be his best friend like that's not yeah. he needs somebody his own age to have these conversations with not his mom because that's a different type of relationship i think what rodney's mom means i don't think she's actually his best friend <laughs> i think what she's interpreting is like they probably talk really frequently you know mm-hmm. like they're probably close and she's determined the fact that like he will have real conversations with her as like we're so close it's almost like we're friends and not just mother and son whereas i'm sure he has actual friends <laughs> as well yeah and that's a much I mean, healthier way of like having that kind of relationship to be like oh you're close with your parent but it does not mean that you tell them literally everything but i think a mom could read that if you're open about some things that they're getting it all you know, out of all the moms, she bugged me the least because she didn't seem forceful. She didn't seem like she was trying to do something like trying to make a point or anything. Um, That's why I kind of I mean, I think it's delusional to say that. And I think it's the almost the opposite of not the opposite of what you're saying, but you're saying it, Caitlin, correctly. I just think it's like the difference is that you should never think you're your kid's best friend until they're an adult. And then you can go play that game. Then you can try to be their friend. 
but <laughs> you well, yeah. at, at some point. Well, Rocky yeah. is right, but I'm talking about now about Caitlin's sister. Yeah, I think that <laughs> um, makes sense because even like with just me and my mom, we were not close at all when I was younger. We're much closer now. I still would not say she's my best friend, but like I will actually tell her things about my life and we talk really frequently in a way that like I could not have done until I was an adult. Yeah. And when you have someone who's a, oh my goodness, I can't even get into, you know, the whole how some moms, especially with their sons, do the whole, I don't even want to say this because it, it, it like leaves a gross taste in my mouth, like mama bear dumb shit, um, where they're just like, protect you know but doesn't matter what happened your kid is right and you will fight whoever you know that kind of all right so both of you your point has been made doubly so we can move on fine joe (laughs) joe 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 oh all right joe's family gave me the weirdest vibes of anybody's family uh why didn't they play basketball at the high school Oh, God, the high school. I have had it up to here with this reliving of the high school days. Ooh, 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 yes. ooh. You and so Jane L.A., you're the same. So you mad about it. Like, you, you guys, I, you guys, all of you guys, <laughs> I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just it, annoying it to me. me, both for the fact that we know that she knew who he was when he was a senior in high school. Like, we know for a fact that she knew that. Yeah. And then they keep on playing this weird game of like, they both go back to their high schools and are just like, oh, I never had a significant other in high school. But if I did, I would have made out with them in this particular special spot. And I'm like, listen, I don't really believe that Joe never had a girlfriend. I don't. He's, he's the number one <laughs> yeah. ball player in the state. Exactly. He doesn't go to prom. You, you're trying to tell that me, well, maybe he had a tournament high school when maybe. he was named Minnesota Mr. Basketball. You're telling me he wasn't a popular kid? There's he no way had... he was he would have had to beat women off with a stick. <laughs> but, I heard beat women. But importantly, um, he, he he might have had like recruiting trips and stuff during the prom. Now that I, I guess I can understand. But it's like, why would he have gone to the prom? If it was like a tournament or recruiting things or something related to it. But I do not believe that he didn't go to prom because nobody would have asked right. him to go exactly. or nobody was willing yeah. to go with him if he had like that's that is complete just bs because we all know he was very popular in high school yeah so yeah then they do the stupid prom thing and it's just so to me now that they've especially hammered home the high school stuff with both of them i feel like if she ends up with joe what it will read to to me is that it's just she's picking the thing that she wanted when she was 18 not the thing that she necessarily wants when she's 28 wow well i mean no, but that's what we've been saying this whole time is that Michelle really wants, right. She wants to fit this square into the circle with Joe. I mean, she still wants it, right? She still really, really, really wants it to be true. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I, I know she knew him after, but I don't know if she knew him, who he was during her high school and his high school years. So I think she was aware of him because of the Minnesota Mr. Basketball thing in his senior oh, okay. year, which was also but her senior year. then eventually looked, okay, then eventually looked yeah. it up so years later on Instagram. knew who he was because of yeah, that. Yeah, she was And like, then, like, oh, found well, him on the internet. Yeah, whatever that. happened to, well, she might have swiped right on him. Maybe maybe he, they were both in the same dating app yeah. and said Mr. Basketball. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. oh, I remember this guy. <clears throat> Swipe right. Yeah, or even, like, Minnesota is not, you know, like, Minneapolis-St. Paul area is not, like, the most massive area. It's also possible that she saw him, like, posted on some friend of a friend's thing on an Instagram or whatever and was like, oh, remember Joe Coleman, Minnesota Mr. Basketball? There he is. You know, like, that kind of stuff could also be equally likely. I don't think she was, like, following him since 2011. I think she knew who he was then and was like, oh, he's a star basketball player. And then yeah. found him again on the internet like two years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. When well, happened. it's so weird when, you know, it, I, I keep thinking that he keeps doing the same thing Greg did from Katie's season. I'm so reserved. I'm just not used to doing that because he doesn't want to say anything um, that's commitment 
that goes up to, that goes, you know, that makes a commitment. Um, and so the bachelor narrative is that he's reserved and that he's so lucky, you know, and he's falling into it now. We heard him say multiple times. The thing is, we're no. men up, we're men, we're both, wow, we're, it is, uh, it, he'll say, like, who would have thought we're both from Minneapolis? Um, and so then eventually he says this things we have in common you know i really want you to always know how i feel i just want you to know that my feelings for you are getting stronger and stronger and that i am falling in love with you and i feel like you're that special person for me uh crickets right <laughs> it isn't i i was like there's literal crickets in the background um it doesn't seem it seems i mean it doesn't seem sincere it seems stiff it seems necessary to do at that point uh and fall and he's falling into the narrative that the show created for him and that michelle really really wants to be true and they're dragging him there um i don't think so you think he's being from not the same falling state in love with her or basketball I, I no, I I think he's I I don't know what his motivation is like exactly, but he does not seem interested at all. Yeah, I I have doubts because he doesn't come across as somebody who's like nefariously doing this only for attention, right? But at the same time, I don't know if it's his actual personality or what's going on, but he doesn't he doesn't come off as as like eager to be in this thing. Like, I'm assuming he likes her at least to some extent because he's still here and he's doing this stuff. And he did make that comment about, you know, they could be a Minnesota power couple and get a house on Lake Minnetonka as soon as next year, you know, <laughs> which is just so funny to me. And I wonder if he's doing a similar thing to Michelle, but in a different way in terms of he's now buying into the Minnesota power couple image and being like, well, maybe that would be nice to have. Maybe yeah, we should not? just do that. You know what I mean? Like maybe he was sort of came on to be like, I don't know, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe I'll get some attention. And then he's like, hang on. Should I just be into Michelle now? Should I just marry Michelle and we'll get a house on Lake Minnetonka? There's a I, cognitive process to falling in love too. I mean, you got to like make sure it makes sense. And you, you know, some of it, oh, yeah, you know, that, I do like that aspect of it. That that's all part of it too. So I, I don't. I hold think that he's doing him. some sense making out loud here, right? To be like, maybe this would be good because I just, I don't know. I get the vibe that he's not ready to actually be married and not to Michelle right now, but that he's maybe trying to like fool himself into thinking he is or something. I I I don't think he cares about the state. Being from the same state, I don't think he cares about basketball. <laughs> I, he played at Minnesota. I, I'm not saying he doesn't love his state. I'm saying he doesn't care at all. And um, I think she's, she. I mean, and on her side of it too, she's only interested in how they look as a, like the status of them as a couple. She's very yeah. interested in appearances. Um, it, it's This is weird to say, but women bachelor women leads bachelorettes don't always pick the best looking guy unlike bachelors who tend to pick the best looking woman or you know let's just say that's a subjective so like michelle is doing that though she is picking the best looking guys as her top two and it it's honestly a smart move because how often are you going to be 26 and the bachelorette and like on tv and i and but i think She's doing that for the status. And Katie did it too. Katie tried to pick the best looking guy and then ended up with not the best looking guy. But Katie's delusional, you know, so uh, it's wait, very wait, 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 interesting wait. to watch. I think you're being a little harsh with Blake here. Me? <laughs> you and your thoughts. <laughs> okay, go ahead. No. You said it, not me. Well, he's not the best looking guy. But I mean, there weren't that many. Who was good looking on Kate? Like, gen just, just no, not including personality. Just genuinely good looking. Just like, well, okay, that's a good looking guy right there. I don't know. I can't remember anybody. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, so what I'm about Joe's parents? So, well, all right. I what they say on the image thing. I think you have a good point in that. To Michelle, 
she thinks they look good together because they're both from the same place. They both played basketball. They line up in these sort of superficial ways. So I think there is, there's a sense that if she chooses him and they're together, that they're this, yeah, this like Minnesota dream couple, Minnesota basketball sweeties, right? Yeah. Um, and that that looks good. It, it has like a nice image and projection to it. And it doesn't necessarily matter that like, now that we know from their one-on-one date that like Joe was like emotionally destroyed by basketball and he probably doesn't want to be reminded about it all the time. But there you go. That's just the image of it is something that's appealing, I think. And not just because he's cute, but also because of the whole like shared interest background stuff. But yeah, what I didn't like about his family is, did you notice how all of them buttoned their shirts up to the very top collar? Yes, I did notice. And I've said many times on this podcast, you should never trust the guy that buttons his shirt all the way up. <laughs> There's just something, it's something weird about it. It like is uncanny valley to a certain yeah. extent. Um, like Joe's brother yeah, was one of the not. preppiest people I think we might have seen appear on this show in terms <laughs> of he's wearing a green polo shirt buttoned all the way up and khaki shorts and like a pair of sneakers. He is stereotypical preppy guy in this look. And he just looks like so clean cut. And then his wife, Hannah, is wearing the, like the most millennial clean cut look. Like, the <laughs> shoes that she was wearing are these very popular flats called Rothy's, which are like, you can put them in the washing machine. And I recognize them immediately. <laughs> and they're just so like, they look like they could be lifestyle, like bloggers, you know? <laughs> That's a great read, Caitlin. I, I didn't, you. I didn't, the, the brother didn't say anything at all, right? He didn't well, even say one wife. word. Yeah, one yeah he word. wasn't really, he said like one thing once and she's like, we should get them both in here together. And he was like, yeah, okay. Like that's all he really did. Yeah, I did. It was weird that, so the vibe from their buttoned up shirt stuff, just both the, uh, the sister-in-law to Joe who's named Hannah, because I remember he kept on repeatedly being like, Hannah's amazing. You're going to love Hannah. Hannah's the best. <laughs> and it was like, Hannah's like a regular person, but sure. Um, like, she did a lot of talking, and the mom did yeah. some talking. And they both said something along the lines of, like, the men in this family simply don't speak, you know? Uh, that's kind of like, I feel like that's the Bachelor narrative, that he's so reserved. And he's too scared. If he doesn't say, I love you, it's not because he doesn't. It's because... You need to trust the, pro- you know, it's like trust the process or whatever. I, I, I don't really Ooh, buy all play that. The drop. Play I don't, the drop. We don't drop. have one. We don't have one. Do you believe in the process? Oh, oh, oh. I believe in the process. Who believes in the he process? He forgot the lyrics. I believe in the process. <laughs> oh, that's so bad, Craig. Oh, okay, look. Great. Joe... <laughs> Joe, they are giving, they are setting him up every single, not in a bad way, in a good way, but every single thing he's supposed to be, they're making it easy for him to be, right? They're like, please talk about how this is meant to be because you're both from the same state and you both like basketball. And, oh, why haven't you said I loved you? Because you're reserved. We'll make sure to point out that you're very reserved and your whole family is like that. And... Michelle has experience with people like that because that's how her family is. So don't worry about that. Like they're covering for him and they're making it easy for him to explain away so many things. So I don't believe that this is necessarily him. I think this is him on The Bachelor. Yeah. Okay. On to Nate. Nate. There was no follow up on dad. Never. No, we don't know if he's talking about his stepdad or his biological dad. But the quote of last week, again, no follow-up. It must have been a different team they brought in. <laughs> Dad told me never to bring anyone home. Right. We don't know and which then, dad that and is. And th- this guy, this this stepdad doesn't look like he would say that by how inquisitive and, like, <laughs> kind of a know-it-all he was in a good way. <laughs> it looks like he's the kind of person you could talk to and be in a solution-oriented position, and he would help you with a solution. So, we got no yeah, answer. It is interesting that that didn't come up at all. And you would think that that... I mean, what I'm assuming maybe then is it's not the stepdad 
who is there, but it's something his bio dad said to him and his bio dad was not there. He also mentions, and this was interesting to me, that his mom and his stepdad divorced, I think, last year, but that his stepdad is still coming to this kind of stuff um, specifically to, like, support Nate. And I was like, oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He was like, oh, you're going to meet my mom and my dad. And, like, actually, it's my stepdad. And also, actually, they divorced. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why that's funny. It just is. Yeah. And then you're supposed to be like, oh. It's the first time they said they loved each other, and it's like, okay, well, you know what? Some people are not comfortable. Again, some people's love language is just acts of service and quality time. So relax about the "I love you." Like, yeah, they don't to say it. They don't have to say it. Yeah, but at the same time, it's no. not hard to say "I love you." Yes, it is. For no, yes, it's it is, not. Frank. No, it is not. Yes, if you're it a is father figure. No. Some well, people are look, repressed, Craig. And... No. It's not a, oh, it's not about repression. I mean, would you say if someone does not do any acts of service ever because that's just not how they are, would, are they repressed? You're going to do an act of service once in a while. Like, I don't know, walk your kid to school or well, what if, jump what about, up and down. And, what if that person I, is not around? I mean, you know, what if they're not around? What if they're. Then, then you don't love them, so don't say it. That doesn't mean that. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm saying is that I don't I, I think it's totally fair to no. not say it. And I, I, I think that's just you don't your... say it all the time, but you can say it once. Like, on, I don't know, Christmas morning or something. That's like, how hard is it? <laughs> I love you I, there. You just said it. Done. I don't it, think it is as important as like, I do think there was something, you know, about being like, oh, it's nice to be able to say it if you've never said it before and you wanted to. But I don't, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily problematic in that, particularly in that relationship, since we know that, like, his stepdad is divorced from the mom, but that he still talks to Nate and communicates with him and is there for him. Like, to me, that would be like, oh, he doesn't have to say he loves Nate, because even showing up on this show says he loves Nate, you know? Yeah, and and the show is totally trying to push the whole, you have to say it, like, to people on and and then Michelle says something like it's it that's such a beautiful moment. It's like leave people alone if they want to express it in different ways, let them. And look, the dad, the stepdad is very verbose. Like he could have totally he 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 has different ways of communicating. Like that's okay with me. I don't know. I'm totally okay with it. I do think it's hard to say for people, and I think, and I, I even don't think it means anything because people say it all the time and don't mean it. So anyway, okay. Done with that, right? <laughs> Are we talking about Jane LA's feedback now? Oh, sure. I was going to talk about Clayton's season. I thought you talked about that already. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I was going to say one last thing about Nate. Well, I have a small fashion thing about Nate, which is uh, when they go paddle boarding, he wears these bright orange swim trunks. And yeah, cool. yeah. apparently he's worn them in front of her before because he explicitly said, she's like, oh, you're wearing those swim trunks again. He was like, yeah, because you said you liked them. And I was like, mm-hmm. interesting. Apparently yeah. she's mentioned this before. They are cute. It's a nice, nice bright color. And I also am wondering if Michelle is going to have a conversation with him next week about the stepdad saying he's not ready to be engaged conversation right. because she doesn't say anything about it to Nate that we see in their like after meeting the family conversation and doesn't seem too concerned about it from what we can see so far, but you have to assume it's going to come up again as like a, a plot point. Right. Right. Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess, except that it, Despite what Nate's family said and what Joe's family didn't say, Nate is way more ready than Joe. So I think that. If yeah, look at I the would actions, actually agree with that. And I also think it's a little I mean, you knew this was coming because they showed it in the previews and it was just like, which dad is it? Now we know it's Nate's. Um, and that Tasha prompted her to ask this question at the beginning of the episode as well, to be like, I always like to ask people if their son's ready to be married. <laughs> and when she was saying oh, that, I was like, I obviously know you're saying this specifically to get her to ask people. And then maybe she asked everyone and you only showed us Nate's because that was the only one where they didn't say like, yeah, of course, you know, mm-hmm. but it's also just such a weird question because I'm thinking about like my relationship with my parents 
how would they know that I'm ready to get married? You know, and I talk to them pretty regularly. Like, they know me, but it's still, like, such a weird, you know, how would they know the inner depths of your connection with that person and whether or not you actually wanted to commit unless they explicitly asked you right before Michelle asked them, you know? And you said, I'm not ready. Well, I, I, I think it makes sense. I mean, for someone who knows someone well to say, Laura, are they done partying? Do they not have a wandering eye? Are they ready for kids? Like, the, this is what the bachelor, this is what the, when when you ask that question, that's what you're asking mm-hmm. in the bachelor world. They've done it yeah. Well, and bachelor. I read it as like his stepdad saying it. It didn't sound like it was because he thought like Nate was a crazy partier or something. It was more like he hasn't had other serious relationships before. And so presumably they think he just doesn't have enough experience of like long-term, very serious dating right. to be, you know, like married. Right. Okay. Jane LA, I'll make this quick. He easy R, he didn't understand at all what you were talking about, how you need to have the Pulp Fiction CD in order to memorize lines from the movie. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a fan. I, I don't, I'm not a well, fan. You, so. you said, quote, you had the CD. That's how you know the the lines from the movie. It's like yeah, everyone knows has the CV, CD. No, no, no. We watched the movie. I still think you memorized it from the CD. I never ahead. had the CD. Neither did Jane L.A. He said, <laughs> I've never owned the CD. Well, I would not know that line unless I had the CD then. See? See? See, you're like projecting it? again. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like you did when you said, you have to say I love you. Ah. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Okay, he also said The Godfather 1 and 2 are the best movies ever made. Lots of exclamation point, which I disagree with. Um, And then, okay, wait a... Oh. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and then, Caitlin, after you hung up and we went off the air, Craig went on the AFI website, the American Film Institute, and and saw two titles that totally take the cake for number one, and I can see why people like them. And Wizard of Oz and Casablanca, and they're like crowd pleasers. You can put it on, and people are happy. Yeah, but so is Back to the Future. You don't see that on. The <laughs> no, but you do not just put on. But I, my point was that you need something that has. There's like criteria for me. It has to have rewatchability. It has to be something everybody likes. Like you're not going to talk anyone below the age of you know 30 into watching The Godfather. Um, it has to like there's. Everyone likes has to be there's a 30. It has to just be like a crowd pleaser. And I I don't like I think it makes sense with those two movies or like sound of music or something like that. But like as we mm. said, that whole list is some of them are movies that are obviously geared for like a certain kind of man. And that's kind of where my <laughs> Like that's where I yeah. Well, the AFI site took it too far in the other direction. I mean, like a Star Is Born is on there. You know, it's like oh, that's a great which which version. (laughs) It's like which Star Is Born are we talking about? I think on the AFI side, I don't have it in front of me, but I think it was the new one. You know, honestly, I did love the new one. I'm just gonna say it. No, I we enjoyed had a whole it. Season about how no, but anyway, okay. Yeah, we okay. Okay. Any other commentary? Uh, that's good for now. I'm sure I'll get more and I'll relay it next week. Although we didn't really tangent this episode, so I don't know how much Jane Ellie is going to have to okay. feedback. Well, on. look, that, that that was my criteria. That was what was bugging me, is that, you know, in other bests of all time, other things like music and everything, I feel like it has a large appeal. The number top five movies tend to not have a large appeal, mainly because they're super violent or something along those lines, right? Or they're right. not relatable. Well, and that every, was every list of greatest is different, has a different constituency voting on it. No. So the the, the AFI one is a bunch of professor nerds, you know, cinema. <laughs> right, right. I live in LA and the star is born takes place in LA. Well, you know, AFA, AFI owns a theater in the suburbs of DC that like shows. Oh, yeah indie movies and does film festivals i used to live walking distance from it actually a great movie theater um and it is a little i want to say it could be snobby in a certain way but it doesn't usually come across like that you know what i saw there that was great 
although definitely not for everybody, is the Frederick Wiseman New York Public Library documentary that's like four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Sounds, sounds long. It's, okay. uh, it was hard to get through in a theater, I have to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lots of pee breaks. That, that, do, do you get my point, though? My point is that the number ones, doesn't matter if it's AFI or IMDb. I mean, let's just say in general, you walk up to someone, they're not going to be like, well, the AFI list says this, but the, you know, they're not going to say that. They're going to basically think of the movies we're thinking of, the top five. And I'm saying that none of them are that accessible to everybody. That's my point. Well, and I've that said bothers this before. me. I have literally said this before. You can go rewind the tape. But I said to Chris, co-host Chris, once when we were having this exact same argument, no, I said that really, if you think about it, when you think about what, what makes a movie the best, the crowd loves it, it's fun, it makes some commentaries on this and that. Back to the Future satisfies all of those criteria it should be the number one movie of all time because it's universally loved it's like uh why the rock should run for president he's universally loved so the whole like be like your mom hitting on you thing that doesn't register with you at all. <laughs> well it's also a car movie which i'm not supposed to like so <laughs> there's more to it than that but yeah. uh you know it's like well anyway I, the point i'm just trying to make is that uh it should be. I get you. See, that makes sense. That argument at least makes sense to me. But my point was that that's not felt. You know, people, no one's going to say yes to that. Anyway, okay. Right, because it's, <coughs> well, okay. Because Let's it's not on. like highbrow. I don't, like, I really don't know why. Okay. Um, well, neither is Shawshank Redemption. And it's number one yeah, on the I don't, I don't get that at all. I don't, yeah. I, that has no rewatchability. I mean, once you know what's going to happen, you're like, okay, I saw it. <laughs> right. All right. All right. Um, Look, did you guys, did you both watch the previews for Clayton's season? Yes. Lots of crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of crying. And a lot of like, I just say this does seem like a return to like three, four, five years ago in that it was like a lot of kind of boring looking white ladies crying. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it looked totally classic and it, it kind of was kind of like fun looking too because everyone loves good everyone like i watch the bachelor never for the love story i watch it for the drama in between the love story right for somebody <clears throat> trying to drink their des moines champagne out of the bottle and it's yes. all over her face yeah. all that crap is awesome um uh, yeah i'm starting to think that one of the reasons one maybe i a, a lower on the list reason but still a reason that they only want to deal with white people on this show is because there's no layers there they don't have to tiptoe around some like issue of race or some like zeitgeist moment right. <laughs> they just have to go back to blatantly exploiting without having to think too much which is what yeah. producers no, that's hate good point yeah and I, I i get very like in a way i'm looking forward to a classic season um but, I mean, call them out. Everyone should. Everyone should get mad at them. But back to kind of your thesis statement, Craig, you know, the producers are always right. Where are we going to land on this with Craig's, with uh, Clayton's season? Right. Could be but, great. We don't know. Right. But let's see. I mean, like, what is your ultimate indicator that the producers are always right? Ratings or something else? Uh, ratings. Okay. Money. Money and ratings. What's money? Like, where's the money? I don't know. There are people that produce The Bachelor rich, and I'm not. So they're well, doing something more okay, important and better be than I am. <laughs> like, that's not going to change. Like they're, they... That's true. You can make a bunch of crap and still make a lot of money in Hollywood. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, if once like you're in that born. level, oh! you're in that level. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, I didn't have to say it was good, good, but I liked it in the same way. I haven't seen House of Gucci yet. But oh, I am God. looking forward to watching it because I, I will see it, enjoy it. But everyone's it. saying it's like totally awful. It oh, looks yeah. awful. It's I like expect a it to be movie. like bad, but that's what I'm gonna like about it, you know? Yeah. yeah, she is not that good of an actress. Like I know she's trying to try Lady Gaga, of course, 
but dang, I don't, ah, like, I don't, I don't see it. And I don't even think those other people that are so good are that good either. Yeah, so. when is the guy from Star Wars going to actually, like, show us how great of an actor everyone says he is? Oh, Adam Driver? I know, I agree, yeah. kind of. I'm like, Listen, oh, I don't whatever. need him to be a good actor because I just think he's handsome, and that's enough. Yeah, everyone loves him. <laughs> there, there's a good, he's in these watch ads, these watch commercials, or, or is it cologne? It must be cologne. He's coming out of the water. He looks pretty handsome in those pictures. Uh, he's, he's weird looking <laughs> handsome, I guess. But yeah, he's weird but handsome. I, and I, I'd like to see what someone like that, what he, no, not someone like that, him, Adam Driver, looks like if he had no money. Because I bet you he's not that handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's mysterious. He's interesting looking. I'll totally yeah. I mean, it's probably, it's possible to find out what he looked like because you could just look up old pictures of him before yeah, he was, like, well-known and no. had money, you know? Yeah, I know, but still, still. Like, he, he's, he's from the launch point we've known him. Like, it's not fair. I, I need, like, a sliding doors version, not a <laughs> prepubescent version. Um, yeah, I don't know. Annette, like, I, that was good. But that's the only thing I can think of. I've seen him. Annette? Anyways, yes. Craig. Is mm-hmm. that a movie? Yes, it's a movie. Yes, it's a movie. Starring Adam Driver? Yes. He's a okay. comedian uh, in it. It's not very funny. Sorry, but I, I guess that. <clears throat> All right. All done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any last minute fashion? I think we touched on basically everything. Yeah. I think the only ones I wrote notes about are Nate's stepdad is wearing a shiny champagne oh. button down. You, you would love that because people were making connections between that shiny beigey shirt and what Prince used to wear. <laughs> Perfect. He dressed for the occasion going yeah, exactly. to Minnesota. I think someone tweeted exactly that. Like, yeah. Makes sense. I did notice it because it's such a like, it's also such a perfect dadish thing to wear, you know, because it's like different enough to be noticeable, but it still just screams like I'm a dad. You know, uh, so I noticed that. Uh, trying to know what else. Michelle wore a lot of leather items uh, this episode. Yeah, those leather pants. leather pants. Ooh. Yeah, a black so ugly. dress at one point. I liked the pants, but with the chunky shoes, bleh, it's just such a uh, not a good. I don't know. I don't think it looked good on any. I don't think it looked good on anybody. But it's very. I guess it's now. It was Craig. It was like a top poof. Like, they weren't fitted leather pants, which also is not a good look. But they were kind of loose, and they were probably thin leather. And then they kind of tapered, and then she wore, like, chunky heels with them. Mm -hmm. They were interesting pants, because they were, like, a brownish or maybe maroon kind of color leather. And the waist, it's high-waisted on her. And it's sort of what you call, like, a paper bag waist. So it's a little loose, but it gathers in with, like, a belt. She loves... Uh, she loves a high belly. waist, yeah. Like, and I really it works on her body type. She always looks cute to me. Uh, and then the bottom of these pants are like they're kind of loose pants, almost like a harem pant style kind of thing. And then there's ties on the ankle, so they go in tight right before the shoes. <laughs> yeah, and th- and then she wore the 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 three str- like they look like an afterthought to her dress. Those three straps. To cover the slit. Oh, you call those modesty straps? <laughs> I don't think they looked yeah. bad. Didn't didn't like the modesty straps. They just they look like they were added for the Bachelor of the show. Yeah. Well, I, that's <laughs> what you said last time that we saw modesty straps, and I thought yeah. to myself, I bet you production added those to the dress. But you'd think that, but then it, they matched the inside of her dress. I thought that too until I saw the exact same, probably black velvet, um, around her. She so the dress was kind of like a V. Well, you know what? Maybe they added this because the dress was like a deep V, right? And yeah. then there was kind of a bra underneath with yeah, that yeah, yeah, same yeah. black strap. So maybe it was like the whole thing was an afterthought to the dress. But then maybe. you guys showed me a dress. That that's the way the dress was supposed well, yeah, the to look. I think that's how it's supposed Instagram to look like. Yeah. Had found the dress and it had those modesty additions on it. It had the, the inset and the straps. I think that's just the design of the dress. I think it's different than like when Katie wore that really deep V dress and they put the illusion mesh in there. <laughs> the and that wasn't in the uh, original dress when people found it on Style Spotter or it didn't have that. I think this was designed that way. Ew. And I 
I didn't mind it. I thought it looked fine. I probably wouldn't have noticed if I watched the episode after y'all had texted me about the dress. So I was looking out for the dress and I was like, ah, this seems fine to me. It just seems like, like, you know, when you put tape on pants, like it, it did not look, um, it didn't, it like put me out of the outfit. I was like, oh, that's uh, wrong looking. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh Craig, did you yeah. see what? that they showed a shot of a bunch of Minneapolis public buses? I did. I was going to tweet it, but I thought that was too much. <laughs> yeah, I yes. really love the public transportation shots we've been getting in Minneapolis the last couple of weeks. Very cool. And it's oh, yeah. even cooler because I've ridden, I've ridden the public transportation in Minneapolis. So it's like, it's cool. I've ridden what? the bus and the light rail. Okay, that's real cool. <laughs> Actually, their public transportation is good because when I went there, I also rode it and thought it was very handy and you could buy like a, what I thought was really cool about it is you could buy your, like your little pass online in advance. So instead of having, I don't, most of their systems don't let you do it without like already having a card that you can load onto or something. And this let you do it without, like you didn't have to have ever used the system before to buy it. It's amazing when you go to other like, hipper cities like how technologically advanced some things can be then yes uh, and no i've had like i've had to like pull out change and then it's like i don't know i'm just thinking the last time because before the pandemic like went to chicago and like a bus cost three and a half dollars i was like damn that's expensive and then every there was no tap card i could buy whatever they call them in other places I had to pay with cash and it had to be exact change then. Right. And I was like, this shit sucks. Like I pay a dollar and a quarter and I, I and I complain. I'm never complaining. Damn, again. only a dollar and quarter. Wow. Right now, buses in LA are free. Until yeah, they're all free. They have been free. The Whoa. Whole yeah. So we've been in DC. Been, they're usually um, two twenty five or two fifty. That is expensive too. My goodness. That is very expensive. I just like, you know, the trips add up. I'm taking all the free rides on take. <laughs> it can take yeah. right now. Exactly. It's free. Yep. Okay. Uh, follow us on social media. Leave us a review. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.